0: Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. You're, You're listening, listening to...
1: to... <laughs> You're listening? listening to Discourse. Discourse.
2: Discourse. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. From? From, From NPR. NPR. From American Public Radio. I'm Kendall Pasila from Mameranik Public Radio. Today, I've got my co-producer, Natalie Manley, here in the studio to talk about Mameranik architecture teacher, Craig Romanek. In today's episode of our new series, My Teacher's Secret Life, how can someone become part of a community that is seemingly completely outside of their skill set and career focus? What is it like working as a teacher for over four decades at the same school? And does your teacher have a secret life? If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening.
0: You may have seen him out on the Long Island Sound in the summer, policing power boaters on the 4th of July or rescuing stranded sailors. You may have seen him talking to students backstage during Mama Mia or West Side Story, offering warm smiles and congratulations. You may have even heard his booming voice while taking the SAT. Your parents may have had him as their auto shop or wood shop teacher, or you may know him as the tall, gentle, charming architecture teacher with a classroom tucked away on the third floor of post, with open doors to all students, even those that are not his own. Craig Romanek is a man with his foot in many corners of the Mamaronek community. So much more than just an architecture teacher, Mr. Romanek with his deep-bellied laugh and kind, easy-going nature, has played a greater role than one might expect during his 41 years at Mameranek. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Kendall. Thanks for having me today. It's my
2: pleasure. So, Natalie, tell me more about Mr. Romanek and your conversation with him.
0: Sure. So, Mr. Romanek is a fascinating person, and I promise I'm not just saying that. (laughs) He's really the kind of person with lots of layers. You certainly don't know everything about him when you first meet him. I mean, I'm sure people think they know everything about him because they'll categorize him as the architecture teacher, right? But he's not just the architecture teacher. He's the guy who comes with students on all of the music department trips. He's the guy who runs a police boat over the summer. He's the guy who plays volleyball with Mr. Hild. (laughs) He's this kind of man, like I said in my intro, with his foot in all corners of the high school and greater Marinette community not to mention that he's been a part of this community for practically his whole life and has been teaching at Mamaronek for 41 years.
1: It's been a nice run here for 41 years. I thought last year was it. I was going to retire at 40. But a lot of the students are like, you can't retire, you can't retire. So, you know, so I'm here for one more.
2: Wow, 41 years is no joke. So if I'm thinking about this right, he must have been here long enough to be teaching some of his early students' children right about now, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. He actually opened up about that when I talked to him and described how he gets contacted by students he had when he first started teaching here about how he is now teaching their children.
1: Got a lot of parents who I have their kids now because I've been here so long. I've had students from from 41 years ago, actually, and I have their kids in class, and it's always fun to hear feedback from them.
2: Wow, so it seems like he's built up this really great community of students across his 41 years of teaching here. That being said... How do you think his students view him? How does he interact with them? The bottom line is,
0: Mr. Romanek has these really great relationships with his students. It's funny because when I asked him to describe himself in three words, he said, you know...
1: Tall, blue eyes, uh, good-looking, modest. Modest. Don't forget modest.
0: (laughs) But then when I asked him how his students might describe him in three words... He really just stopped joking around right away and opened up and said he hoped they think he is caring, approachable, funny, right? So it's totally obvious that he wants to be that teacher his students can really like and feel they can go to. And he is that person. During lunch, his room is open to students. And when I went to talk to him initially during lunchtime, I walk in and there's 30 or 40 kids in there. And he says, yeah, only about a quarter of these are my students.
1: During lunch, my room is open to students, and I have anywhere from 30, 40 kids every day hanging out, and, uh, and only maybe a quarter of them are actually my students. You know, they come in, they feel comfortable, they hang out, and so I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So,
2: So this kind of shows you what kind of community he's created around himself. For example, I've never had him as a teacher, and I even have had some really nice experiences with him. Even if you don't know him in any way, you still feel comfortable around him. And I think in terms of his teaching, any teacher who cares about what they're doing and cares about their students automatically makes them a better teacher. You know, if he actually cares about seeing his students succeed and cares about seeing them do better and is just simply kind to them, I think that just completely changes the way a student can approach the class. Because if you have a teacher that is really trying to make you do your best, you're going to like the subject more. Teachers are incredibly indicative about how someone feels about a subject. Exactly.
0: And he doesn't stop there. He describes how on kids' birthdays, he gives them cold sodas.
1: So I keep a stock with bottled waters and some sodas and stuff. uh, So if a kid has a birthday, I'll offer him a soda. um.
0: So he gives his students these special treats on their birthdays. But he also interestingly talked about what he has learned from his students, despite being, you know, the teacher.
1: There's a wide variety of students with, uh, you know, kids that struggle. Kids struggle, you know, with education. Kids struggle financially. So you see them all here. I don't know. I think I learned to see a wider view of the world here.
0: He's seen students of all kinds of backgrounds. He's seen students who are struggling, whether that's academically or with something else. He's seen students who are passionate, and he's seen students who get excited about things like architecture. And overall, he just loves learning from and interacting with these students. And it's important to note that it's not just his students that have seen this side of him. He has these relationships with other pockets of students around the school, perhaps the most prominent group being the students of the music department.
2: Right. You mentioned that he had some kind of relationship with them. But I'm wondering, how does something like that come about?
0: So his connection with the music department actually came from one year, way back when, when he was asked by these two girls to help build sets for the musical. So he builds the sets and these two girls graduate. But as a result of this, he starts to become closer and closer with the department.
1: Yeah, I got uh, sucked into the music department uh, years ago uh, when I was first hired as a woodshop teacher. I was asked to build, uh, help two girls build scenery. They didn't know how to use any equipment. So I started building scenery with them. They girls graduated, so then I stayed on building scenery, working backstage. and it more involved with then it became working with lights, working with sound, being backstage. Uh, and I just got caught up with all the excitement of the shows, all the stuff that goes on before. The, you know, because of the music department, I think I really got more involved into yeah uh, you know, high school shows. I come here like the last uh, the last two or three years we had the musical. I was here for every show, you know, not just once, but, you know, like, okay. but, you know, I got so into enjoying your performance and sneaking backstage a little bit, seeing all the excitement going on. And uh, it's just it's just fun. It's just fun.
0: So, as you can see, he's not only in it for himself, but is really there for the students. And obviously, the musical is a combined effort across the music department. But I think it's important to know that Mr. Romanek is also really close friends with the band teacher, Mr. Hooker. He calls him the brother he never had.
1: Well, he's like the brother I never had. Uh, you know we talk we uh we get together socially a lot, even in the you know, in the summer. we've had him out in the boat uh, with his family, his daughters, so I know the, I know the whole family. Uh, we've gone bo- boating uh, when we go out on band trips, we'll go out and have dinner together, hang out at night after all you guys are tucked away and uh, it's uh nice important part of my life here. Uh, somebody, uh, like I said, not not a, just a comrade, but a, but a good friend.
0: That's so sweet. I know. It's amazing, right? And because I'm a band student, I've personally witnessed their relationship over these past four years, and they truly are great friends.
2: Yeah, I can see why he doesn't want to retire considering the community
0: he's created here. Exactly. And this community isn't just among his students. He's now often invited to music department faculty get-togethers and has many friends within the department.
1: You know, last year they had uh, a music, de- music department get-together. I got invited. So I have all my friends in the school district now, you know, not just the high school. Uh, I've socially gotten together with teachers from the homics, from the elementary schools. So we, it's a big, vast network that I've become part of. So even though I have very little music background, uh, it's... Uh, it's a nice, nice feeling. Family.
0: Just there, he said that these friends he's made are like his family. And I think the music students see him that way too. A couple of years ago, actually, the Music Department Honor Society, Tri-M, which is like National Honor Society in that it has chapters all over the country, gave him an honorary membership award because of how involved he is.
1: The Honor Society, the Music Honor Society, so they nominated me and I got the an honorary membership, that was a, that was a pretty good point because uh, all the kids in the music department got together and put that vote in, so that made me feel good. Um.
0: So, as you can see, Mr. Romanek plays a big role in the music department, whether it's musical season and he comes to all the shows or he comes on all the band trips. I never would have expected this amount of involvement from him considering he's the architecture teacher. I know, right? And what's even more surprising about it is that he doesn't play an instrument. He's not a musician. But he talks about how he just loves the excitement of the music department and how he loves how we're running around, going to Philadelphia, Boston, New York City. And he said he really loves the music we play. For him, going on these trips with us is not a burden at all, but as he describes it, more like a mini vacation.
1: Uh, and then uh, going on these trips is like a mini vacation. I'm going out hearing great music because you guys are phenomenal. And uh, and I like you guys kick tail out there too. Is when we compete, you know, we usually score very well. So I'm also proud uh, proud of all of you. And it's, uh, I get to hang out with Mr. Hooker or Mr. Matt, Miss Madden, you know, when we're out on these trips. And it's just something I look forward to actually. People are like, how oh, can you give up a whole weekend or something? And I'm like, It's not giving up a weekend. I'm actually looking forward to this like a little mini vacation. Yeah, It can be crazy at times, you know, running around, taking care of things, but overall, it's a good experience.
2: He honestly just seems like a really nice person, a really kind and sweet person who just wants to help others,
0: specifically his students. He does. He really does. He was actually going to join the Mimernick police force before he got the job at MHS because teaching jobs were hard to find then. But when he got the job, they offered him a position on a police boat over the summer, and he's been doing that for longer than he's been teaching here.
1: I'm with the Marinick Marine Police. I work on the police boat in the summertime. I've been doing that since uh, even before I started teaching. Originally, I thought I was going to become a police officer because teaching jobs were hard to come by. So I uh, went to the police department, told them I got hired at Mimernick, and they're like, hey, we need somebody to work on a police boat in the summer. So I was like, great, take me. I'm yours. So been doing both for all these years.
2: So he's been working with the Mimarinic police for even longer than he's been working at MHS. How is that possible?
0: So (laughs) he's kind of been living this double life, right? You know, working in the summer with the police and then coming back during the school year to work at MHS as an architecture teacher. And he mentioned I don't know if you caught it, initially being hired as a woodshop teacher, which, of course, is not a class that is offered here anymore. But on that note, he talks about how the changes he's seen over his 41 years here have been immense, especially in the electives we offer.
1: I don't think we have enough time in this interview to talk about the changes I've seen in 41 years. But yeah, there's been some changes. I actually was hired here first as a woodshop teacher uh, and involved into different classes through the high school here, and then finally... Came into architecture, which I've been doing now for about 10, 12, maybe even more years.
0: You know, I said to him, I guess we don't have wood shop anymore. And he responded.
1: No, no more wood shop, no more auto shop, no more electronics. We used to have a lot of electives here.
0: So as he was saying, in recent years, we've had computer science and collaborative design added, but we lost, you know, wood shop, auto shop, these electives that used to be offered here. We used to have things like an archery range down in the basement, and it's crazy to think that he's seen all of that because he's been here for so long. Yeah, right. I think there's a lot of people who, you know, see Coach Shap as the person who's been here forever.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that I do, and plenty of other students think of
0: him as the Mimaranek legend in a way. Yeah, exactly. But then you also have Mr. Romanek, who, although he's quiet in his nature, has been here for that long as well.
2: Yeah, and he's been here for that long, and during that time, he's branched out and gotten involved in all different kinds of ways with a heavy focus in the music department.
0: Yeah, he's really
2: got involved in that way. Hmm. Okay, so I have to ask, what kind of music does he personally listen to? Uh, good
0: question. I think he explains it best.
1: I mean, I like, I like a whole range of music from classical to you know, heavy metal. Uh, I think my last concert, you know, my k- last concert I went to was uh, Metallica. So I have a whole, whole range, but then maybe two months later, I was at a classical, you know, performance, I don't know, Metallica, Sandman. I mean, it's just, uh, just real tall. I mean, I c- just could go, you know, there's a whole, whole range of, uh, I think, I think country Western, there might be only one or two songs that I like overall, but, uh, I'll find a piece of something. There might be even a rap, to, rap song or two that I might throw in that I might listen to, but overall, they're not my main interests.
2: Wow, it's interesting that he helps out with musicals, but is listening to Metallica. They seem to kind of clash a little bit. And you said that he doesn't play an instrument or anything?
0: No, not at all. And I asked him, I said, Well, because you're so involved in the music department, does music hold some special meaning to you? And he said, No, I just really like it. Interesting. Music, STEM,
2: those are two pretty different fields. Does he see some sort of connection between the
0: two? Or is music just more of a hobby for him? So I talked to him about this, saying, well, you're a teacher in the STEM field. Isn't it kind of unexpected that you're involved in the arts? And I also asked him what advice he would give students with regards to pursuing a STEM career as opposed to a music career.
1: STEM is uh, important. Uh, engineers. I mean, if you're looking for a guaranteed job, you know, become an engineer. I mean, it's just technology. We're moving faster and faster. We're, it's bigger and bigger everyday technology. You know, every time there's some new development or artificial intelligence. I mean, it's just so much new iPhone comes out. I mean, they are, like, amazing things, and people need to, you know, maintain them, work on them, whatever. So, yeah, I would encourage it, but... Keep music in the part of your life. Everybody, I think, has music's part of the life. I and mean, if you're just plugging in your phone to putting in your uh, your music pods in your ears, whatever you know. Uh, at the very least, you have that music. Uh...
2: So he didn't exactly support a music career, but he acknowledged the importance of having music in your life.
0: Yeah, exactly. He placed an emphasis on the importance of STEM, which you'd expect. But he also is someone who realizes the role music plays in everyone's life, whether you're just sticking in your music pods, as he called them, or you're pursuing a career in music. Essentially, music can be
2: for everyone, and he's the perfect example of that. He is the living, breathing example of that, yeah. Well, Natalie, was there anything else that came up in the interview that you want to talk about?
0: Well, there is one thing. So towards the end of our interview, I told him how he has this really great podcast voice.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he does have a great voice.
0: Right. So I was complimenting him on his voice, but then we got on to talking about how loud his voice is. And you've heard him. He is this very kind, caring man, but has this booming voice and this big belly laugh. And he says to me,
1: Remember one year I was proctoring SATs here, and they came over and closed my door because as I was reading the instructions, they could hear me like two or three classrooms down, so... I do have a very big commanding voice.
0: So that just goes to show, again, that he's involved everywhere. And you can hear him everywhere. (laughs) Exactly. You hear him, whether it's his loud voice backstage during the musicals or in his room during lunch to talk to his students. And he thinks all of it is just great fun. And I think it's really admirable having that kind of relationship with his students and loving what he does, even after 41 years. Yeah, and I
2: think there's added value to the fact that he's not doing it to gain anything from it. He's doing it simply because he enjoys it. He's having students in his room because he wants to build that relationship with them. He's going on these music trips not because he's had this extensive music career knowledge, but because he just finds it fun. You don't really see that a lot today. People tend to just do work and that's it. And the fact that he goes on these trips to listen to good music and hang out with his friends and create more relationships with his friends is really cool, honestly.
0: It is really cool, and it's really admirable to do these things just because. Just because. All right, Kendall. Well, thank you so much for coming in today to talk to me.
2: Thank you, Natalie. I had a great time talking about this really, really interesting character, Mr. Romanek.